welcome to another episode of Living Room Wisdom, where your story is your glory. I am Petrina Wisdom, author, speaker, and movement leader, and I could not be more excited today to introduce you to someone who's near and dear to my heart. She's not only my cousin, but she's an Emmy-winning producer, actress, and writer. I'm in the midst of Hollywood royalty, you hear me? What I what I love most, other than the fact that she's a beautiful soul inside and out, and I, you know, I've been able to be on this journey with her, gratefully, is that she's taking all of her success from the, you know, the acting world, the entertainment world, and she's now completely expanding and offering her blessings in a in a completely different way, which is phenomenal. So I'm going to actually not steal your glory, and I'm going to let you just yeah. introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about who you are, your work in the world, and then also what you're shifting and, you know, beautiful. all of the adjustments that you're making. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you, cousin. That was yeah. a beautiful intro. Um, yes. Hello, lovelies. Uh, uh, I'm Deanna Nicole Baxter, as Katrina mentioned. And um, yeah, my company is called Trauma to Transformation. And as a storyteller, whether that be acting, uh, writing, producing, um, and I've directed as well, almost all of my uh, uh, creative babies have really been rooted in watching people who have survived trauma, Mm. right? You literally take those experiences and turn them into the fuel for them to thrive, so I really named my company Trauma and Transformation because the stories that I independently tell always kind of revolve around that and usually around a marginalized woman's voice. Mm. And now I've branched off into really offering um, being of service to women um, in the transformational life coaching space. Specifically women of color. Yes. And I've had more clients other than women of, course, of color. but always. Specifically, that is really my focus. Mm -hmm. Mainly, I want to provide safe spaces Mm -hmm. where we as women of color can start to go ahead and take off the mask with each other. We can start to really look at the ways we've been conditioned within this paradigm, of this colonial paradigm, of this racist, supremacist paradigm, of how we've even limited our own identities of ourselves, Mm -hmm. and that we can do that with each other first to really start with that healing. Right. And then, you know, there's there's spaces and times for other people to be included and involved. I'm all about inclusivity. But particularly with my group programs, it's women of color only. Yes. And And that's brought up a lot. uh, Oh, trust me. I know. I know. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I so admire about you and what you're doing right now is that fact that you're taking a stand, you're very specific. It's like, these are the women that I'm serving. Everyone's welcome, but in this space, and I even saw one of your Facebook posts when you first launched your your program, Mm -hmm. and it was like, no, honey, you're not invited to this space, to this table, right? And you know what I love about that is that I know that when we are unapologetically who we are, serving the people that we know we're here to serve, Mm -hmm. and we articulate that it takes a strong woman to use your voice and really create those boundaries and uphold that Mm -hmm. that 
People who are not meant to be in our lives fall off, Quick. and all the right people actually attract to us, and we end up living a better quality of life. So yes. I'd love for you to speak to this, because I know it's been a journey. Yeah. I have the inside yeah. scoop, y'all. <laughs> so I know it's been a journey mm. to, to get to this level mm-hmm. of like self-esteem and worthiness, and girl, I know. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Just share, you know, mm. a little bit with the audience so that they mm. understand the journey. Because people see the shiny, you know, yeah. charismatic, beautiful, Emmy-winning, Emmy-winning actress, mm. but they don't see the struggle. Right. Like the journey that, that got me right. here, right? Ooh, where do I start with that? What From trauma to transformation, Shao. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll give yeah. a, like a, a brief journey. I, yeah. think, I think all of us go through many lives and deaths of identities. So I would say my first identity was that I was um, a, a single child raised by a, a single mother. You know, she was working at Jack in the Box when she had me. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you know, huh. um, barely had graduated high school. Uh, and, you know, grew up Section 8 housing and poor. Right. And mind you, I had my grandparents. I had folks that loved me. I had folks that definitely cushioned that. I want to mm-hmm. be very clear, right? Um, but my identity of myself, I uh, had a lot of abandonment issues based on my relationship or lack of relationship with my father. Right. Um, and then, you know, my mom was young when she had me. So I saw a lot. My mom was like my best friend, which, you know, is great at the time. But as a young girl growing up, I saw way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, my mother's self-esteem when it came to her own worth in relationship to men was very low. So I also, you know, the men that I saw in my space were very abusive, let's put it that way. So I would say just that first trauma, that and being sexually abused by a very close family church friend Mm. from the ages from four to seven. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was actually, came back as a repressed memory. I didn't remember that until like in my thirties, which was interesting, but that's, I digress. So that initial trauma wound, the Mm -hmm. abandonment, the identity of um, lack, I'm poor, Mm -hmm. money doesn't grow on trees, Mm -hmm. we have to struggle, we hustle, the grind, all of those. Those were identities that were, yes, programmed, but I accepted that hardening Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So I would say that shifted. Let's see, I lost my virginity at 14, got pregnant Mm -hmm. at 15, Mm -hmm. had an abortion. I think that's important to talk about these days with the... the, uh, colonization of women's bodies that is happening in this country again. Um, And then after that, ended up at Duke University. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my ways of coping with the limitations that I perceived in my life was appeasing my grandparents. Mm -hmm. My granddaddy specifically, Mm -hmm. that was the one male figure in my life who was my rock Mm -hmm. and who um, I really wanted to please. And for me, the people pleasing came through and my worth came through being a straight-A student. Right. Right? Meanwhile, I was smoking weed, drinking, and smoking at age 12. <laughs> right? That trauma was operating itself out in different ways, but I was getting them A's. Right. Right? So, um, so getting to Duke was a big thing for me. It was, you know, all of my work was yeah, my, my academics. Mm-hmm. Right? And then coming through that, oh, God. Yeah, we'll skip over that part a little bit. Duke was a whole other story. But coming through that and really wanting, I was an artist the whole right. time. Yeah, I wanted to act. I, I still, I was acting at Duke. I would put together my own like monologues and audition for the mm-hmm. plays there and the drama. 
uh, school, what have you, and they'd be like, who's this girl doing this? Where's that from? That's not from a play. You know, whatever. I wanted to add. And my family is like, are you crazy? It's a pipe dream. Right. You don't do that. Right. Honestly, you were a big influence mm. in, in really being the living example of someone who was creative, who was free-spirited. You know, I remember seeing you in New York and just, you know, we weren't, we're not that far apart in age, but at that time it was far seemed apart like, in age, right? Yeah, it seemed like yeah. it was like, oh, Katrina's amazing cousin. She's in New York City and she's yeah. free and she's just so powerful and artistic, you know. So you were actually a very big influence in knowing that's possible, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it wasn't until, yeah, I would say I graduated from Duke and instead of moving forward with my scholarship, I moved up to New York City and said, I'm going to act. Yeah. And then the whole another level of trauma opened up. <laughs> Because sure. the entertainment industry, oh, yeah. right? And, you know, there's something that often happens with women that have been um, survivors yes. of sexual abuse and mm-hmm. assault is that you're more susceptible to predators. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'll start repeating the trauma. Exactly. Right? It's familiar. It's familiar. Mm-hmm. Even if it's like familiar discomfort, yeah, it's familiar. but our, our coping mechanisms know how to handle those it's situations. Our nervous system, exactly, right? is like this is familiar. sick. It's a right. sickness. No, no, it, it is. So, you know, my own um, lack of self love mm-hmm. was expressed through a lot of drinking, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things. I mean, my first manager in, in New York City molested me. I mean, there was wow. It was just it's so and still is. And a lot of things have changed me to move sure. in, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, and that, that was acceptable in that business. Mm-hmm. So it's just part of it. You mm-hmm. want to make it in this business, honey? You're replaceable. There, there's a reason that they have the term casting couch. There's a reason, exactly. Right. And I will say that yeah. it, for me, it was never that. Sure. Like, I wasn't someone, I remember my grandma had asked me mm-hmm. when I chose to do the acting. She looked at me, she said, will you do anything for this? Mm. And I said, no. She was like, right answer. Mm-hmm. I was like, come on now, y'all raise, raise me better than that, right? Yeah. And you're still susceptible to predators. Right. So um, a lot of my own repressed trauma was coming out as drinking and, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm working as a cocktail waitress, cocktail, you're tailing cock. I mean, there's just so much. That, that's what it is. Right. It's, you know, women's bodies have been, for thousands of years, we've been taught that our bodies are in service to other. Right. And that other is usually men. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I had a lot of rage. I had a lot of things coming up. And at the time that was showing up in a lot of self-destructive patterns. Mm-hmm. And there was one night that I don't remember. Last thing I remember, I was dancing on the table. Yeah. It was probably like, I don't know, six in the morning and an after hours. Cause I had worked that night, which meant I got off at five. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the last thing I remember. Next thing I remember I was waking up by myself in my apartment, but my pants were off, panties off, and my face hurt. Like, I was just, I I just remember, and I just couldn't, I couldn't open my mouth. And I was like, what? I didn't know what happened to me. I get up and I look in the mirror, and my whole lip split open, half my tooth gone. It looked like I just got clocked in the face. To this day, I don't know what happened. I still had them. People were like, we walked you to a cab. We know you got in the cab. Wow. Say, who knows? But for me, that was a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. It was like, this isn't just, oh, I'm having fun. And yeah. There's some part of you, you know, I used to call it, you know, that bitch that wants to kill me. There's some part of me mm. that 
And now, you know, even when I'm working with clients, I'm like, the self-sabotage is really a gift. Mm-hmm. It's pointing you to the places that you're so terrified of really loving on mm-hmm. because on the other side of that is your freedom. Mm-hmm. But you've been programmed to be uh, comfortable mm-hmm. with the pain, with wow. the abuse, with the drama. Mm-hmm. Just drama. The drama. And coming from our family, I mean, drama is kind of the... <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other... Oh, that's, that's a whole a, other... That's a movie, right? That's a, that's a movie. <laughs> but what I love about yeah. this and what I love about, first off, you so vulnerably sharing, mm-hmm. thank you for that because... I think our we're, I think our family as a whole has really mastered vulnerability mm. for the purpose of helping other people. Yes. Right? We're not just telling stories to tell stories, but it takes a tremendous amount of courage mm. to share those spaces and places. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is turning your story into glory. So what I, I love like about this whole mm. thing is that now you fast forward, you're living in Los Angeles, mm. you know, you've got all of these um, awards and, you know, all of these accolades and you have have had an incredible career you continue to have a a, an incredible career in entertainment and yet you've pivoted Mm -hmm. to now serving in this coaching space right and Mm -hmm. holding that that healing space for other women and other or is it just women women for now that for now but you know and and speaking to what you're saying in that is like yes in everything i'm so grateful Mm mm-hmm Everything, all of it, right, has become the fuel yeah. and the, uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I can feel it. The I can driving force. To it. Yes, yeah. the ability for me to hold space for mm-hmm. others. Everything that we've because gone through in our lives have equipped us. Thank you. That's to be on our path to yeah. hold that space and to be used for that. Because exactly. truthfully, that's what it is, right? I'm We've had used. to experience and survive it yes. to find the gift in all of the challenges and in all of the trauma mm-hmm. so that we were able to hold that space and be the, uh, the um, to alchemize, help there other people alchemize yes. their shit. Yes. So and recognize that's perfect. Alone. Exactly. So yeah. I, again, am so grateful for you being here and sharing your story. Mm-hmm. I know that there's so many people out there that are going to be inspired by your story. Mm-hmm. But what I want to know as we start to wrap up here is we've, we've heard only snippets of the trauma yes. and the drama. So today, you fast mm-hmm. forward to today, you're living in Los Angeles, yes. you're doing this healing work, mm-hmm. you have an incredible career. What drives you and gets you out of bed now? Mm. Mm. That's a beautiful question. Right? When the drama stops, yeah, right? what gets you out of bed? I'm curious of what the day is going to bring me. Uh-huh. Like, even with, I had to learn too because so much of my worth was caught up in the achievements. Even with the accolade, right. with this, with that, it's like yeah. you can have all that stuff mm-hmm. and still not be in, in touch with your joy. Mm-hmm. And so, for me now, what gets me out of bed is truly how can I be of service? Mm-hmm. How can I show up today where I'm getting out of the way so that I can be used by spirit, God, Allah, Buddha, it, source, whatever you want to call it. Right. How, can, how may I serve? Yeah. How may I serve? And more play. Just more play. You're in the right place for that. More play. <laughs> Prioritizing play and yes. pleasure. Yes. Really recognizing that the more I allow my little girl mm-hmm. 
to play. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm grown. I can protect her now. Like, yes. she can come out and have an amazing time. Mm-hmm. And it just makes the, the mundane luscious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I get so much fulfillment from witnessing other women see themselves. Right. And to begin to live life from that place as well. I'm almost having this visual of you mm. with a whole bunch of different gems and mm. you're like, you know, um, sparkling polishing. up, polishing the gems, <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah. yeah. It's because that's, we all are. Yeah. yeah. We all, we already are what we believe we're trying to become. We exactly. already are. Exactly. We just you know, dust it off. It's like, oh, girl, yeah. no. Oh, we have to girl, shed the not layers. even yours. That's just, You yes. have to shed the bu- bullshit stories and the experiences and allow our true selves to shine. And that's what you're doing. That's what this badass, bodacious life movement is all about. You know, owning, expressing, unleashing, Mm. unapologetically all Mm. of yourself, the good, the bad, the ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Don't take off the masks, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. I so appreciate you being here. Hopefully you'll come back and we can Talk about some of the other adventures <laughs> you've had in your life. Yes. In the meantime, if you enjoyed this interview, which I know you did, you're going to mm-hmm. go to my YouTube page, Petrina Wisdom. You're going to press subscribe, and you're going to come back and visit us weekly for the, for the next episodes. We upload videos every week, always something juicy and exciting yes. with an inspiring woman. And um, so we'll see you then. All right. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you got some nuggets and ahas to take away. Most importantly, go put them into action. And we'll see you next week. Bye.